0: All right. So, um, <laughs> this, this tweet that you, uh, tweeted, um, from yesterday, yeah, it was yesterday, the 20th. Um, I found it very interesting. Um, you said therapy is such a waste of time in this country. Um, <laughs> would you want to, would you want to elaborate on that, what you mean by that?
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I just had, um, I personally had, like, a very shitty therapy experience recently. Um, so, um, yeah, it was just ass. So, you know, sessions are supposed to be, like, an hour at least. This The the, the last one I had was, like, 20 fucking minutes. <laughs> <laughs> she's, like, she's like, how was your week? And then, because I do it bi-weekly because I used to do uh-huh. weekly, but things have settled down now, so I do bi biweekly. Yeah. Um, and she was like, how was your, what happened over the last two weeks? And I told her a couple things. And she just gives me these like high school counselor ass answers. Like she <laughs> obviously doesn't give a fuck. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm feeling like anxiety, you know, about seeing my family. And then she's like, you know, cause like visiting my family and stuff. And she's like, well, maybe you should take baby steps. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, <laughs> like what does that actually mean? What gotta? She's like, yeah, just just get a feel for it. What do you mean get a feel for it? I've known these people for twenty years. That's not the point. Like, what do you? <laughs> So, and then she, like, skipped to the suicide screening questions after, like, 10 minutes. She's like, okay, well, have you been drinking? I'm like, no. <laughs> I wasn't drinking two weeks ago. I'm not drinking now. Like, <laughs> have you done any drugs? Any thoughts of suicide or homicide? I'm like, same answers two weeks ago. And, you know, not much happened in the last two weeks where I feel like I need to, you know, slip my wrist now. You If you've been listening, you would know that, but <laughs> you weren't listening. So, I freaking, I caught up the office I'm like, I want a new therapist. And they're shocked at me as if they've never heard criticism before. They're like, w- w- why? You know, uh, what-, what was the issue? You know, I'm like, what What time? They-, they-, they couldn't even help me figure out a time, a new time for other therapists. I was like, any day during the afternoon. She's like, what specific time? I'm like, any time during the afternoon. I know therapists have busy schedules, so they can fit their schedule around me in the afternoon. She's like, no, we need a specific time. I'm like, whatever, bro. Just giving me a hard time and shit. It was just awful. So I'm like... And that's the bare minimum. Like, that's just a minor annoyance. I can imagine what it's like for somebody that, like, really, really needs fucking therapy. And, like, has probably, like, really shitty insurance or some shit. Like, I'm like, man, I I pray for folks. Because this, this ain't it. <laughs> yeah.
2: Holy shit. Yeah, that doesn't sound very helpful. How
1: long have you had that therapist? Um. So... When I was doing it weekly, I had a pretty decent therapist. because I actually liked her. Um, that was for about two months, maybe three months. I don't know. Probably less than that. It felt felt like forever. Um, it was coming into the spring-summer time, so it had to be like three months. Um, but she ended up finding a better opportunity, so, you know, she had to dip. I don't blame her. Go get your money. Um <laughs> So, they stuck me with the, you know, with the shitty one, which the 20-minute session that I was talking about, that was our second session together,
0: so. <laughs> Damn. That's yeah. crazy. Ah, man. Like, I think, well, <laughs> okay, that, that that tweet makes hella sense then. Yeah. Um, because I was like, I, I've heard, like, other yeah. takes, like, where people give, like, oh, my God, um... Like, healthcare... You don't need healthcare. You could just get that, like, some... like some Oh, like that anarchist bush. shit? Yeah, nah, yeah, no. exactly.
1: Yeah, fuck out of here. I don't... Nah, that's not... That was far from what I was saying. Nah. <laughs> yeah. Good. Good.
0: Yeah. I guess, like... Yeah, that's... um, Just to bridge off of that, because, like, I was thinking of, like, asking something about, like... Um, because I, I I learned like a couple days ago that today's like and well this month is like, other than Pride Month it's like, Men's Mental Health Awareness Month and I was like yeah I don't really want to focus on just like men's mental health but I still want to talk about like mental health in this in this um, in this warm up, so um yeah like but hearing just like what you're explaining like, it's quite it's that's fucking shit because like i have like a therapist and he's like he's i guess like kind of like i think like somewhat of a, a rad lib type of shit <laughs> um like like he's very he's into like mindfulness and meditation which is good but like uh, like we i don't i don't tell him who i am because like i'm scared that uh <laughs> he's he's going to he's going to find out who i am and i and i'm just like i want to keep it cool but like we kind of like like it, my experience with with him has like been really good and um it's it's really it has um like benefited me a lot but i guess i i literally i lucked out i know so yeah, many people definitely. that have like i, I out know so many people too. go ahead
1: I I lucked out my first time too. Um
0: oh, yeah. Yeah. Um It's I I don't know how like I, I know um I know people that have like had experiences with like therapists and they're just like they say the same shit over and over and over and over again and I'm like they don't really listen to what you're saying and I'm like I I how how's that therapy? Like that's that's <laughs> I, I don't know I I don't know what to say. Um, do you have anything to say on this? It's uh,
1: it, it's no wonder why nobody has their shit together.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: So, you like sometimes you just witness shit. And you're like, you really just why is it so hard for you to keep your composure, and then you witness the state of affairs in terms of healthcare and then mental health and shit like that. And you're like, oh, that's that's why. <laughs> that's why you're 50 years old and you know. Can't take a deep fucking breath. Like, okay, it makes (laughs)
0: sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Talk and like just relate to like mental health. I guess like. Do you feel like? Um. I don't know. I don't know how you feel about like how you're situated, like, um, and how you take care of yourself or how you help others with, like, with issues, um, how, how do you, how do you, how do you, like, approach, like, mental health issues with your, from, like, from your family or from your friends? How do you do all that?
1: Like, how do I approach it in terms of helping them or helping myself reaching out to them?
0: I guess, like, your general philosophy.
1: Um, I'm a big communal person. Um, I think the more people that help you out, the merrier. Um, because everybody always has different experiences and different forms of knowledge that can help you out. Even if it's fucking, I don't know, biology. Like, you have a fucking geologist in your family. If they can pull some sort of metaphor from their study that can help you, you know, with whatever you're going through. It's like, you know, all power to you. Um... Yes, I, I, I'm a really, I, 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 lucked out. I have a pretty decent support system from, uh, my family, my friends, and uh, the friends that I'm making now because of the music shit. Um, so, um, yeah, uh, just the more the merrier. That's really how I go, how I feel.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's definitely tough. Like sometimes talking about like. Um, these issues because people just people obviously individualize the shit they just reduce it to themselves they reduce it oh there's something wrong with me and like they kind of like essentialize that you can't you can't really do anything about it and they they just go these uh... ways that are kind of like self-destructive Yeah, it does help
1: to be, um, I guess, uh, what, dialectically aware. (laughs) Like, it does help knowing the state of affairs, the state of the world, and shit like that. So you can pinpoint it. It's like, oh, it's capitalism's fault. It's not me. Like, (laughs) you know, there's millions of other people (laughs) going through the same thing. You know, um, but, you know, a lot of folks don't have that, um, that aren't blessed with that knowledge. So it kind of, you know, missed the point.
2: Yeah, I would say that a lot of people's, like, mental health distress actually comes from, um, like, economic insecurity or, like, structural or societal racism uh, or, like, just not having a strong community. And it's often, if, like, if those things could be corrected, then there wouldn't be as much of a need for um, people to get, like, a specific person who's like trained in, in in mental health they'd have their needs met like you know just in their regular life
1: exactly Yeah. Go the same way
0: yeah like i can speak for myself that a lot of just the general anxiety that i feel i i I feel I I I don't really call I wouldn't say I'm an anxious person I'm just I'm just anxious because God damn the world's fucked capitalism <laughs> fucks me up so but like the issues like um, I like when I was very little I was very anxious about money constantly like every time like my family spent a lot of money I would always be like very cautious about like. Um, just how much I was a burden to them I felt like I was a burden they they won't say that no parent will say that but um, I, I I did feel that way and I still feel that way in certain aspects but like they're kind of, they're in a better economic state and they're like don't worry so much don't worry so much um, so I'm very fortunate about that I feel very grateful about that um, but other aspects like, it's kind of weird that I'm going to say this, but, um, my parents are hoarders and, uh, <laughs> my pops is, like, so
1: I'm not, I'm not even going to judge because my father is.
0: <laughs> oh, really?
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> another, another person that I know that, that, uh, knows, knows hoarding. that's, 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 <laughs> but like just like the psychology of just like hoarding is like really debilitating um um just being surrounded like not not only like my parents are hoarders but a lot of my relatives are hoarders and that's just because like they grew up in in a very like they grew up in poverty and just like they just feel this 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 fear that there's going to be that one day that they're going to run out of things. So they accumulate, accumulate, yeah. accumulate. Mm-hmm. And that's, sh- that shit just eats up your mind. Yeah. Eats up your mind. Honestly, and if, and if you don't treat that, Oh my God.
1: I, can't. I feel like there's like uh, a, a, a dissonance or a lack of ability to tell what, tell the difference between preparation and just, Holding on to everything you fucking have. Like, I understand preparation. I understand I may need this. But when you can't attach this item to what specifically you may need it for, then maybe you should start thinking, you know, oh, I should probably give this to somebody or at least, you know, throw it away or at the very least give this to somebody. Sell it. Do something with it. And, you know, I understand some people are like anti-hoarders to a fault. Where it's just, like, they don't even think about it. They just throw the shit away or waste the shit. And I understand that that's a precaution to, you know, consider.
0: Yeah. So, wait. Did you say your pops is a hoarder? Yeah. Okay. So, you're you're actively exposed to that, like, regularly? Yeah, I um. So right
1: now I live with my mom and my aunt, but I lived with my father, um, from like forever up until I was like graduate, up until I like graduated high school. So like 17 yeah. or 18.
0: Okay. Yeah. Damn. So oh man, that's interesting. Because there's a there's obviously like a lot of like, just psychosis that you just need to just have in your in your mind that it's it's like it's scary to talk about um hoarding to other people because like people don't understand people are like why why can't i not go to your house why why are you so <laughs> why are you so so concerned about like this and that and like yeah it, it's pe- like people have like this understanding of hoarding to be like um You know, it's the show, the TV shows where like literally there's seas of, seas of stuff. And I'm just like, that's not, it's not like that, but, um, it's, even if it's not that like that, it's still like, um, it still eats, eats you up and Mm -hmm. no, it's, it's, it's hard to explain to people when, when they don't experience that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah, that's that's kinda the case for most things. I wish there was a way to like put like I don't know like put a put a put a fucking uh helmet on people and just share your experiences with them just like through like (laughs) some sort of Mm psychokinetic bullshit. Like I don't even (laughs) gotta explain like, you know, just here's what it is and they're like, Oh I got it now like (laughs) <laughs> I'm <Pippy> machine. <laughs> I'm <Pippy> machine. <laughs> exactly that's the P. Hello
0: everybody. What's good, y'all? Welcome to the Heat Wave. I'm Chewy. I'm Zan. And thank you for listening. Alright, so we have a special episode right here. We've been working for months for this to happen. Honestly, we were... I thought this was going to happen like months ago. Um, but things happen. Um, life happen. But uh, here we have a an underground rapper that maybe y'all know, maybe y'all don't. Gaius Guevara. do you want to introduce yourself? <laughs> <laughs> that was a beautiful
1: pronunciation. Uh, yes, uh, yeah, yes. I'm Gaius Guevara, Uh rapper, producer, um, leftist. <laughs> I guess leftist. I don't know. <laughs> Interesting. I know I, it's a very vague term. I know a lot of people hate that term, but like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, if I sit here and say, like, Maoists, you'll probably lose viewers or something. So, I don't... Like, I'm not even a Maoist, but I'm just, like, <laughs> trying to keep it as general as possible. I want to bring everybody no. in. <laughs> for sure. For sure. I got
0: you. Um, I thank you for being here. Um, it's quite special. I'm, uh, I've been excited for this for, like, quite some time. So, I... It's... Like, when I first heard your music... um. It was, like, in February. You had, like, 1,900 listeners on Spotify at that time. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, when I... Because you showed me. Yeah. I did. You showed me uh, your, your, your 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 content. And I was, like, this guy... This guy... I don't know what to expect. And then I put on... I, like... Um, I put on Fuck Nordic Model. Fuck the Nordic Model and and i just listened to the whole album uh, like whole black bolshevik and i was like what the fuck this is like this is crazy how how did this how does how do you only have 1900 monthly listeners this doesn't make sense um so like i i was just like immediately like after that i i went on your on your instagram and commented "This, this this is amazing first listen amazing like i i didn't it was like it was it i i do not know what to think it was just crazy um i i i don't think i've had that like experience listening to like an album in a long time so um, appreciate that for sure for sure uh but i i definitely um well, I I didn't I, I, I didn't know that we were gonna have the opportunity to interview. So, um, because this is like our second interview ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's actually, hilarious. it's our third. The third. Uh, dope, it, like, but um, yeah. Um, this is quite awesome. So thank you for being here. No problem. Um, so, just to start off, um, this is gonna be, uh. A really weird question. Take it wherever you want it to go. Okay. But who is Gais Guevara? And what is your origin story? How'd you grow up? Whatever, all that stuff. Um, I don't know.
1: I guess I'll start at like... I'll, I'll, I'll talk about how I started making music, I guess. I'll start there. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'll, I don't know. I guess like... I've been dropping projects since I was maybe... 16 um i uh got like 400 dollars worth of equipment quit my job <laughs> and then started recording and then realized damn it's not as easy as i thought it was and then got another job <laughs> 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 and, then, <laughs> and then fucking just kept recording you know uh in and out of school kept recording over and over um Putting out projects, deleting projects, you know, gaining a little bit of traction there, a little bit of traction there. Um, and then, I guess, I don't know. I don't really, it's kind of fuzzy to me. I put out Black Bolshevik, I don't know what made me like, because uh, I remember I was at a point where I was like, I'm tired of, so I record all of my shit at home. Um, Everything that's on streaming platforms right now, I recorded it all at home. My newest album, I actually went to a studio for, so that's great. But everything is at home. I mixed it myself, mastered it myself, produced it myself, wrote the songs myself, and uh, yeah, just did it all at home. Um, And it was getting to a point where I was like, all right, I'm tired of this. I'm going to go into a studio. So I was like, I'm not dropping anything until I go to a studio. But as I'm sitting there and I'm, like, making my beats, I'm like, damn, these are really good beats. And I couldn't resist myself. (laughs) So I ended up making what was eventually Black Bolshevik. And um, somehow, some way, this uh, kid in China, kid, I don't know how old they are, uh, Finnick, F-I-N-N-I-C-K. Shout out, Finnick. uh, Put my stuff on, rate your music. And um, the homie Banana Pill, uh, DJ Banana Pill. Um, contributed to the uh, rate your music page as well just put all my info up there and it just suddenly blew up on there I, I don't I, I can't even give any rhyme reason explanation for it it just blew up I don't know why um, <laughs> and next thing you know I'm like getting bolded which is like this like solidified like you know you're, you're you know ranked top 15 you know of the year so and so and such and such um, I'm getting like yeah, thousands of views and stuff um, it's freaking insane. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so, um, so much for so I, I I just felt the need to capitalize off of that. So here we are now with twenty thousand monthly listeners on Spotify. Yeah, um, twenty thousand. That's yeah. crazy. Um. Uh. I, 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 partial credit is given to um. Uh, Socialist Alternative. So, um, when I was running around with them, um, they let me um. Perform my music at a May Day event at Love Park. Um, I feel like some of some of that, some of the connection there, um, kind of opened the doors as well. Um, so that and rate your music. That's oh, and the knowledge Discord. Uh, a couple of friends in there showed love too. Uh, but that's that's other <laughs> than those three things, I have no idea how this shit spread so fast.
2: <laughs> oh, okay, I want to talk about how I found out ab- about you. Um, there, like, I think early in February, there was just a Twitter thread that was like, "How come there aren't any communist rappers?" And there's, and it was like, um, for retweeting like some video, um, I don't know, I don't remember what it was, but it was, I think it was like Maoists in Africa, and they were rapping, but someone asked like, "Why? How come there aren't any communist?" And then someone said, "Oh, there." There are, and then they tagged, um, Mavi, and then they also tagged Guy Govera. Uh, yeah, I re- that's, that's, um,
1: the homie Josh, uh, at, uh, Queer Socialism. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I fucked with Josh. Josh always has been a supporter of my music. Um, shout out Josh. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's
0: how I found out. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that's cool. But, um. That's that's good that you mentioned uh, salt because I was gonna ask you like, um, what experience you have with organizing? What's your political journey? How would you? What are your main influences like throughout the years? Because, yeah, you're an artist, but you're like, yeah. you're like a communist artist, so like politically, it's, grounded. it's different. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> more well-rounded. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, well, first and foremost, like. I, I was kind of just raised about it. Uh, like, my mother and father met at, like, a rally. Like, my father used to protest against, like, the death penalty and stuff like that uh, with some sort of group. And my mother and my aunt, they're friends with MOVE. Y'all y'all aware about MOVE. Um, Ooh, yes. Pam, Africa, and them, yeah. Um, wow. So yeah, that whole. That's MOVE. That's cool. Yeah, the whole Africa family. Um, good folks. Uh, much love to them so I was just kind of like raised around it. Um, it's kind of inevitable. Um, but then, you know, at some point I have to spread my own wings, you know, make my own journey. And, um, I was at a protests, um, George Floyd protest that turned into, a, um, an uprising. They don't like when I use the word riot, po- folks don't like the word riot An uprising. Um, where they were, you know, setting the fucking Starbucks on fire and trying to break into the Chase Bank. That shit was fucking hilarious. Um, and it was just uh, some, some Salt members was handing out flyers, like, okay, let's talk about the next steps. Da-da-da-da-da. So, you know, I ended up joining um, Salt. Um, off of that, you know, they taught me a couple things. Um, and Then, you know, I ended up learning about uh, Black Alliance for Peace. I ended up uh, doing a couple things with them. They taught me a couple things and, you know, it's just a combination of things, book recommendations, so on and so forth, protests, conversations, experiences. Um, Yeah. So that's kind of just like how it all came about. You know, when you're right, like, like when you're right, when you're right, you're right. When something makes sense, it makes sense. So, you know, when, when all this information is getting thrown at me and it's answering my questions and just like, I have no choice than to like affiliate myself with it. Like,
0: (laughs) yeah, gotcha. So are you, like, involved with Salt and Black Alliance for Peace at the moment, or Um, are you
1: just... I've, not necessarily, because I've kind of been busy with the album and stuff. Like, if they want me to, like, come out to something or come out to, like, protest, show love, you know, donate to this, donate to that, you know, I'm I'm there for them because they're just good folks. Uh, But I, I wouldn't necessarily say I belong to any sort of, like, organization at the moment. Um, okay. Just because I've haven't given them that
0: time. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's cool.
2: Uh, there is a question I wanted to ask. Are you also a student on top of being a rapper?
1: Um, I was. I was in school for uh computer information systems. Um, but I left because um, why did I leave? Well, first off, COVID happened and they closed the schools down and then um every time i kept trying um it was online classes and i freaking suck at online classes i kept failing i'm like i'm not gonna keep spending money and i'm not gonna keep sitting here bombing online classes so i was like i'm just gonna wait it out and then while i was waiting it out i just happened to blow up so i'm like i don't want to you know okay. yeah interfere so i'm just gonna i'll drop this album first and then you know Inshallah, I'll I'll go to, I'll go to school, um, afterwards, um, (laughs) finally Mm -hmm. get what I, the certificate that I freaking want. Oh, are you still interested? Yeah, definitely. This this music shit is not forever. Hell no. Uh, (laughs) you, you can be here today and gone tomorrow, so I'm not, I'm not relying on it.
2: And would it be for the same thing that you initially picked?
1: I don't know, because I wanted to do a two-year program and just get my certificate and get out, but the more and more people that I'm meeting, the more and more, like, university life seems fun to me, you know what I mean? So, I don't know, mm-hmm. I might. I'm still trying to decide. It depends where I'm at in life. Okay, I see.
2: Were you involved in any political student organizations while you were in college, or?
1: Nah, um... Outside, not, not regarding the school. I just happened to you know students, but they were all going to, like, different schools and stuff. I wasn't part of, like, no, you know, student nonviolent coalition type thing and nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. Gotcha. How would, um, well, we've kind of been, like, alluding to this. You kind of, like, answered this question already, but, um, how would you describe yourself politically? Um... I guess leaning
1: a little more towards Pan-Africanism, black um, like nationalism, uh, you know, Malcolm, uh, Nkrumah, all of them. Uh, but you know, I love me some Lenin. Shout out Stalin. You know. Uh, <laughs> 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 so, you know. Yes. Um, I don't know. It's hard to pinpoint it this early. You know what I mean? So,
2: okay. Well, I mean, Nakuma's book is on a Black shiver, uh, the album cover.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah conscientism, conscientism. Yeah. Um, very good book. Very short read. One of the first books that was suggested to me. Um, despite it being so short, it's actually a very dense read. Like, it's a lot of freaking information to
0: take in. It's so insane. But, um, yeah, I love that book. Hmm. How long have you been, like, well, you, you you said that you've been always surrounded around like um politics. Um, but how long have you yourself like dedicated to the cause? Twenty one now.
1: I'd say about two years, two or three years.
0: Okay. So right after George Floyd?
1: Yeah, yeah. Around the time George Floyd started to now yeah.
0: That that'd be the month. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Alright, so just to go towards um, you as an artist, uh, start off, how much has music played a role in your life? Um, <laughs> another thing I've been surrounded
1: by all my life, my uh, mother has a performing arts degree and oh, um, okay. my father raps, so, <laughs> and he dances. Okay. Um, He's a really good dancer. But my mom sang and danced okay. as well. Um, so. Okay. That, that's another thing that was kind of genetic, I guess. <laughs> um <laughs> wow. yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, I've just been known as, like, the rapper ever since I was, like, seven years old. You oh, know, stupid it. little freestyles and stuff like that. You know, so. from From elementary school to high school, it's like oh, that's the dude that can, that really knows how to rap, like,
0: you know, so. You did, you did freestyles back in the day?
1: Yeah. Um, And rap battles? Yeah, rap battles, freestyles, you know, lunch, lunch table, banging on a lunch table type shit, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Okay.
2: So it seems like your family was very encouraging of you becoming an artist or musician. Yeah,
1: definitely. Um, Yeah yeah very encouraging Um, so long as you know I'm making something of it you know there's a lot of folks that's like sitting here and they're like yo this tape's gonna get us out the hood you know we gonna be and you know they're not getting anywhere they, they don't have a job they're not in school it's like what the fuck are you doing they don't have anything to show for it you know so so long as I had mm-hmm. something to show for it <laughs> it's like go ahead do your thing
0: yeah let see what would you say, like, artistically are your greatest influences? Um,
1: the first thing that always comes to mind when people say that is Public Enemy, because my father loves Public Enemy. Um, I can see that. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But especially from a production point, like, Bomb Squad is probably, like, top five. It's very, they're very underrated. Um, mm-hmm. I would say them, uh,. Yassine Bay, formerly known as Most oh. Def. Hmm. Um I like a lot of um like drill, like Chief Keef, um Herbo, G Herbo, um oh. hmm. a lot of uh like I guess um quote unquote experimental shit, Clarence Clarity. Uh shout out Clarence Clarity, shout out, um fucking um uh, I don't know, I'm drawing a blank. It's just, it's, it's so much. I've listened to so much music. I can't really pinpoint it. It's a, what's weird about it, I think my influences show up in different degrees in different songs. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, yeah. um, you know, it's not really a one-note answer. Like, I, I show this person every time I rap. It's like, okay, this is what I'm feeling more in this song. So this is what I'm more likely to, you know, draw influences by but in terms of shaping like how I make music I give all credit to like Dilla and the Avalanches and just anybody that's known for sampling cuz that's like the core of my beat making um I I didn't feel like learning instruments and I felt like learning instruments was limiting so you know I put a lot of emphasis on sampling cuz I feel like as long as you know how to sample you can do whatever you want oh, okay
0: oh, yeah. yeah I definitely like I don't know how long I've gotten like into like sampling, but um, like wh- the the thing that you obviously notice from the get go from your music is that you dedicate a lot of like time and work towards your sampling, and it's just like it's definitely really good, and it's like the obvious one you could think about is um. I think it's, it's the Mark Cuban song and you can hear, um, Squidward, yeah. which like when I first heard it, I was like, this is, this is insane. <laughs> Squidward and in a song that's, this is, I've never would have thought of that, but that's dope. <laughs>
1: yeah. That's, um, funny thing about that. I've had that idea with me for the longest time I've, um, so I taught myself how to make beats. I, um. Went to Bodine High School in Philly. I left that school, decided to get cyber school, um, and they gave me a free MacBook with it. And I would practice making beats on like Soundtrap or like Torrents of FL and stuff. Um, So that's why I learned how to make beats. Um, And since I was like 17, I was like, I want to sample the Squidward part. (laughs) And I just never (laughs) knew how to manifest it until now. So. (laughs)
2: I thought it was funny you said cyber school. I never heard anyone say that before.
1: Yeah, it's just um, yeah, that's essentially what it is. I mean, it's like it's homeschooling, but you know, you think homeschooling, you think your parents teaching you, and my parents aren't the teacher type, so <laughs> definitely right. cyber school. Um, the name of my school is it's literally Philadelphia Virtual Academy. Like it says that on my diploma, it's fucking hilarious. I cheated right, the whole man. way through too. I ain't learning goddamn thing. <laughs> Shit was so easy. Like, Google's right in front of me. It's work smarter, now harder. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And
2: then back to, um, like, your influences. How much would you say, like, growing up in Philadelphia or, like, the city has influenced your music?
1: Oh, man. The amount of gun bars that I make. (laughs) Man, it's fucking crazy. Um, You know, because that's Battle Rap Central. You got Reed Dollars. You got Cassidy. You know. Um, Mm -hmm. You got... He Who Shall Not Be Named, um, because niggas don't really fuck with him no more, but niggas, battle rap fans are really going to know who I'm talking about. Um, But, uh... Um... I lost my train of thought, sorry. But yeah, um, yeah, the city definitely freaking um, shaped a lot. I think that's why I get a lot of my grittiness. A lot of my emphasis Mm -hmm. on wanting to make the best punchline, wanting to be as clever and as witty as possible because that's what a lot of the Philly, you know, rappers emphasized. Um I think in terms of just life experience too, you know, I grew up in North Philly. Um badlands, you know, and all that. So, um very high like, you know, violence rate, murder rate, drug rate, so on mm-hmm. and so forth. So, um there is no cap in my rap. You know what I mean? So it's like <laughs> um yeah. Definitely just ha- seeing things through that lens in combination with the, the revolutionary shit and seeing, okay, now I see why things are how they are. I can kind of make that connection and express it through my music in ways that, you know, the average person can't because they don't have that revolutionary knowledge beside them. So yeah, Yeah.
2: Yeah. It seems like your background had all the ingredients needed to like create you because you had like the political background and also like the artistic and then music stuff. Yeah. Surrounding you. It's really, it's really cool seeing that go, all come together.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: And your music too. Yeah. yeah,
1: definitely.
2: And then another question that we, this is something we usually ask our members as part of the political organization that we're in. Who are your top five favorite artists
1: right now? Top five favorite of any artists? Art. Of uh, any art. Yeah. Any art. I thought y'all were going to say top five revolutionaries. <laughs>
0: oh, no. no. <laughs> we ask we that could tonight.
1: ask that too. So Let me think. And then uh, it
2: doesn't have to necessarily be musician,
1: but. Any artist. Um yeah, No order. Uh, I'm going to name. Let's do this. I'll name maybe two musicians. I'll name like a, 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 an author and I'll name like miscellaneous the rest are like mis- miscellaneous so two okay. musicians I'll do Ka and I'll do I want to say 50 Cent but I'm going to say Chief Keef I'm going to do Ka and Chief Keef right and I'll name um what did I say uh cantero awesome. uh, uh, Miura from uh, the dude that wrote dessert, very fire mm. um Rest in peace. Rest in peace, definitely. Um, I probably butchered his name, did I? No, I, th- I thought that was correct. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, uh, and let's see. I'll name some more authors. Um, is Malcolm X count as an artist? I'm going to count him as an artist. He wrote a book, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'll just name one musician just for the hell of it. i say Stevie Wonder. Definitely. Stevie <laughs> okay. One. Yeah, let's go with that. I haven't named any. I always get mad when I make lists like that, and I don't name women. But well, you, you, I'll I'll just I'll, I'll keep it like Trent, like like Sophie, like definitely Sophie. Rest in peace, Sophie. Fucking uh, definitely um, No Name opened up the floodgates for revolutionary rap for sure. So I gotta put No Name as a Missy Elliott. Uh, but yeah, let me stop because I'll be here all day. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I thought your first two choices were very... interesting. You said Ka and then Chief Keef.
1: Very dialectical. Yeah. <laughs> I think I get... I, Ka is like... He's damn near 50, but... Like, everything he puts out is very relevant. And he mm-hmm. he, he has this lyric where he's like... The, the people love me deeply because I spit that ugly elegant. And I'm like, that's exactly what he does. And that's exactly what I strive to do. Like, put this reality in a form where people can jam to it, you know what I'm saying? Where people can Mm rock with it, to the point where it doesn't feel like a lecture, where it feels like you're being talking down upon, you know, but it's more so like an anecdote, an anecdote, uh, a joke, uh, something, you know, witty, something you can digest, you know, something Mm -hmm. that you would put on your fucking wall, something that you would carry with, like, a quote, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't, Mm -hmm. you know.
0: Gotcha. Hmm. Just to talk more about like your specific stuff. Um. You wrote down this question. The which one? Um. How much like the light in the past year? Oh yeah. So, how, m- with um like you getting a
2: lot of attention for Black Bolshevik, how much has your life changed in the past year?
1: Uh, I kind of counted my chickens before I hatched, before they hatched. Um, soon as I got invited to a show in Chicago, I was like, I don't need this job shit no more. <laughs> 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 Not fucking quit. It would have been nice to have a little passive income because making money while making an album is kind of difficult. Um, yeah. but in terms of just outside of a financial standpoint, because money isn't everything. Um. Mm-hmm. I've met a lot of great folks, met a lot of cool people, um, gained a lot of new influences because of that. Uh, you kind of start, the world, as the world grows around you, as you start realizing, realizing there's a bigger world um, around you, you kind of, uh, the, the burden, the weight that you feel gets lifted a bit more. Um, you know, such to say, but you look at things and you're like, well, at least I'm not that person. you know what I'm saying and it's like um but you know it never stops there for someone like me it's like at least I'm not that person now what can I do to make sure that person isn't the way that they are you know what I'm saying um Mm -hmm. so just from yeah just it's just a lot of things opened up for me I feel like I'm capable of a lot now that I didn't think that I was before um You know, you can't really tell me anything now. I feel like I can do anything. (laughs) Um, Not even to be arrogant, but just off the strength that, you know, coming from where I come from, you know, the as black men, you know, the, the you're either dead or in jail. And, you know, you hear that a lot, dead or in jail, but that's quite literally like what our existence is the pretense of our existence is to be in America. It's like, you're only good in America as a black man if you're dead, in jail, or you've assimilated. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, to not be either of those three things as of yet. <laughs> um, you know. Um, and, to, and to be loved for that, you know, it's just it's a, it's a humbling experience. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Um, how would you feel uh, other than like the people that like you've met that are like amazing? how'd you feel like the current state of your fan bases?
1: Um it's kinda weird. I feel like I'm attracting a lot of redditors uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> redditors yes. like fantano fans. Uh, just like <laughs> weirdo white kids, you know what I'm saying? And like, some of them are cool. Some of them aren't too weird. You know what I mean? Some of them are actually decent yeah. people that I fuck with. Some of them are actually like internet friends to this day. Like I, I-, I talk to them in the discord, we, you know, and when I get to their city, we're going to hang out. Um, but it's definitely not the people that I grew up around. I'll say that it's, it's not the streets. <laughs> the streets ain't listening to, mm-hmm. um, as of yet. Um, so, I had to adjust to that because they'll make certain jokes and certain memes. I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck is this shit? Like, <laughs> but, um, they, yeah, I've, I haven't been harassed too much, haven't been felt uncomfortable too much. And a lot of them are, have very expansive music tastes. Um, so, you know, I get introduced to a lot of, uh, in, in fact, I was, I was, I'm pretty sure I wasn't the only rapper at that Chicago show, but I was the only one that I was the most traditional of them, I would say. Probably the least experimental of them all. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody else was mm-hmm. pretty fucking uh, left field. Um, and, you know, gaining those kinds of influences from those types of people. Because they are fans, despite them being peers of mine. Um, there's a lot of influence to gain from those folks. So, yeah okay.
0: Interesting. How, how political are your fans? Like,
1: uh, pretty much. Well, pretty much all at the same wavelength. I I don't really get in disagreements with any of my fans. Um, we pretty okay. much all agree on certain
0: shit. Uh, you, do you know, like any fans that are like not at all political and they just like your your stuff. More so, I,
1: I think. Um, personally, I do. Um. I think most of the fans on the internet are just political. But personally like the fans that I live close to, or the people that I know, and like family members and friends, they're more, I wouldn't say they're apolitical, but they're definitely not as involved. Um and they just like the music for what it is. Um which is good. I wanna be able to bring people in like that. I don't wanna just be the communist rapper that brings in communists, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. yeah. That's
0: cool. Um, I guess that kind of answers it. Um, what do you think is your primary goal in your, in your art?
1: Um, well, first of all, it's agitation first and foremost. Um, you know, I don't, I don't put these song titles as the song titles for no reason. You know what I mean? Like, um, you know, uh, I want to kind of open the door, kind of make it solidify the fact that you can be politically motivated in your music and not be a fucking dork or dweeb, you know or somebody that something that turns people off like i want i want fuck the nordic model that you played in the club, you know and even if you Mm -hmm. listen to the song and you don't get anything political from it you still got the phrase, fuck the Nordic model in your head, you know what I mean? So when you, yeah, sometime in the future if you're discussing, you know, the state of affairs and we're talking about the dictatorship of the proletariat versus the Nordic model and so on and so forth, you're like, yeah. now, what is the Nordic model? And why did, you know, You say fuck it? Okay, let me read about it. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. naming a song Operation Cyclone. The song isn't fucking about Operation Cyclone but I want people to Google that, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah it's at least start a, a, a snowball effect get people down that rabbit hole in the same way that I was taking down the rabbit hole when I heard certain buzzwords and buzz phrases you know um, but at the same time I don't want it to be what people say you know ho scaring um <laughs> uh, I want it to be digestible for folks uh, but at the same time not digestible to the, to the, to the point where I'm selling myself. And I'm giving up on on you know I'm descent I'm I'm sensitizing things and shit like that you know I still want to be myself and still want to have that creative express expression um, so it's just a matter of balance honestly
0: interesting I didn't that's actually that's cool that you name your songs like that because I, I I always wondered why some songs were named that way and I'm just like you don't mention it you don't really talk about it but um yeah that definitely that definitely does an effect because like even if i'm just like i'm just chilling with my with people and they read fuck the nordic model they're like what does that mean like they're curious about it
1: exactly and then you just end up down a rabbit hole as to why it's yeah. fuck Bernie Sanders or some shit like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like oh yeah, I don't I don't yeah. like Norway either. Fuck them.
0: <laughs> For sure. Like,
1: yeah, I see, see the, the song
0: CRB
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I it's like I see the song C R B and it makes me wonder what does C R B mean?
1: I'll <laughs> I'll just say it's very, the sample that I, the song that I sampled, it's a very blatant sample. I'm surprised nobody ever leaked the sample yet. It's an obvious sample. The song that I sampled the, what the song is about and the references to a specific place in the United States which has to do with the sample as well. Um, oh, okay. And the song being about environmental racism and so on and so forth. It should kind of yeah. give you an idea. Okay. This this is if okay. it's well known if you understand water pipelines and shit in the U.S. If you understand okay. that type of
2: shit, yeah. Because on the song you you touch on <laughs> um, environmental problems and also like health inequity. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah,
2: um, is that something that's gonna be talked about more? Throughout the album? Um, nah. For your
0: next album?
1: Nah, I'm very bad at concept albums. I'm not bad at concept albums. I just don't feel like I'm at a place where I can do that. It requires a lot of cohesiveness and um, a lot of uh, tediousness. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not at a point where I can just lock myself into a studio for six, seven months and, you know, really grind out an album yet. Um, Maybe sometime in the future. But nah, it's, that's, that's just something specific for the song
0: okay for your next album uh there will be no super slave Mm -hmm. where what's what's that about what do you got for us what do you got for everybody so what's that gonna be
1: it's it's just a every so i actually read my criticisms um people criticisms people have of my work um as long as it's constructive like, niggas that say shit like, oh, the mixing's bad. Well, what the fuck does that mean? It's, it's the hi-hat too loud. It's the bass too muddy. Like, I don't... You gotta help me out here. But, um, you know, I discern my criticism well. Um, You know, a lot of folks talked about the album being too short, not being cohesive, you know, uh, beats being a little too loud, so on and so forth. It's kind of just me polishing those things and just making a longer album to kind of show people... Um, this is this is guy Escobar. You know what I'm saying? You know I'm getting tired of mm. certain comparisons. Um, <laughs> so this is this is mm. what you can expect from me from now on, and you can expect better so long as I get that support from y'all. Um, so yeah, it's kind of just a follow up. It's just the the follow up, the longer way to follow up to really show what sort of potential has been you know bubbling for
0: about four years. Okay. Cool. Is there gonna be drill on it? Yes. Okay. Sweet. <laughs> I love drill. <laughs> um. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Uh is it gonna be like is every song gonna be um political, I assume?
1: Let me think, let me think. Um, not political in the sense that I'm. I definitely a lot of these songs are a lot more conceptual than on Black Bolshevik. I would tell you that, but they're not necessarily political in the sense that I'm trying to like teach something. They kind of relate to politics in the sense that everything is political, if that makes sense. I'm tired of people. You know, people take like take the politics out of sports. Take the politics but you can't. Everything has a reason and that reason, that everything has a reason and the reasoning, that's what politics is. Politics is the reasoning. You know what I'm saying? So, in that sense, yeah, every song is political, but it's not, you know, political hip-hop per se. I mean, some songs are. Like, CRB is. But, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Would you say, like, you're telling a story type of thing and then...
1: Uh, yeah, it's a that, couple of story tracks on you...
0: there. Okay. That's cool. Like your album May Your Melanin Shield You From Ragnarok, I like that much more than than um, Black Bolshevik because in Black Bolshevik you're you're like showing off your talent and like it's it's a lot of like um, like you can say just more mainstream stuff mm-hmm. but in this album like has like stories like um shots that's that's basically like a like a you yeah um you you give like a different like uh take on what shots mean and like it's definitely i feel i feel like for me those type of songs are much more moving um uh like i like one of my first like political rappers that I listened to um was Immortal Technique and he kind of does that sometimes and and like obviously he like some of his songs are kind of like dated (laughs) and yeah um (laughs) but that's that's something else um (laughs) I'm just I'm
1: thinking (laughs) about like the song Obnoxious and some of the shit he says on that song it's like
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 um some of the songs, uh, yeah, I I'll, I'll th- <laughs> I don't think I like him actually. No, um, there's like one song that I forgot what it is, but he's basically talking about like, um, this girl that he meets that like, um, that just like surprises him and like makes him ch- and like changes him and and like makes him become like more invested in like in social causes, but uh. Like, that type of stuff, like, really, like, for me, moves me and feels, um, like, much more of a, much, it's much harder to do, I'd say, because, um, storytelling is a hard thing to do. Definitely.
1: Um, Um, I think, personally, for me, I've always been somewhat of a, um. I always talk about how hard it is to make conceptual shit. And it is hard, but at the same time, when I find myself making a conceptual song, it kind of pours out of me like a fucking waterfall to the point where, like, I worry about if it fucking rhymes or flows later. Let's just get this story right. And then when I read it back, I'm like, damn, this is real, like, cohesive and coherent. Like, um oh, it's, real, it's real dope. Uh, sometimes it just comes from, like, shots, for example. The sample, you know. It's obvious. I was like, okay, well, I can do something with that. You know what I'm saying? Um, But sometimes it just, it it really does come to, and it it helps to be a big fan of uh, movies and cinema and stories. You know, I've read a lot of books, watched a lot of movies, um, listened Mm -hmm. to a lot of storytelling music. So you kind of just, you get the idea of how to make a story. This is one verse that I featured on the homie uh, Young Nuance from Brooklyn. Uh, it's this one verse where I essentially tell a story about um, a breaking and entering type of situation. Uh, Some children get endangered and it's kind of like the panic of the parent because of the children endangerment. And, you know, um, when, when the song comes out, uh, hopefully, um, and everybody gets to hear it, I hope that really gets to like showcase like, damn, he really knows what he's doing because, you know, there's certain details that I go into that I feel like are very like, you know, um good for lack of a better term I guess. Um yeah. and I just feel like it's something that I didn't know that was a part of me until I really started writing. Um so I I I I'm going to start showcasing that more often definitely.
0: Sure. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to that. Um but just to pivot um from that to more like the state of hip hop. Uh how do you feel about the current state of hip hop um, um the current state of political hip hop conscious hip hop whatever that genre is? It's really um, hard to
1: say that I'm excited for it because the 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 state of like the future of the world is in such a shitty place' it's like doesn't even feel like there's gonna be any hip hop much alone anything else in the next twenty fucking years uh mm. <laughs> But if, if we put that aside, like, say, climate change doesn't fucking exist or some shit, um, (laughs) I think, I think it's in a pretty good spot. I think with folks like me, I mean, and this is kind of, like, I guess it's kind of, like, folks like me, folks like Backwash, folks like JPEG Mafia, folks like No Name, um, you get this sort of rebelliousness, rebelliousness? rebel-like, whatever, um, attitude that again makes it cool to be politically um make it cool to be political and politically involved uh, with your lyrics and your music Um not to say that that was ever a thing that was missing in hip hop I mean that's how it started out you go back to like Grandmaster Flash, White Lines you know yeah. shit like that it's always been the case but of course through mainstream and through radio and so on and so forth it gets, it gets lost in translation and it's definitely one of the less popular subgenres of hip hop, um, but I think because of the internet and because um, all of the all of the Gen Xers are now growing up and realizing, you know, we can do something about a lot of things, um, it's it's gonna blow up to a point. Maybe not to the point where you'll start hearing me on the radio, where you'll start hearing No Name on the radio, you know. But who fucking listens to the radio? You you see what I'm saying? It's like yeah, it's to the yeah, point I where we can yeah. start taking shit into our own hands. Um, so I'm I'm really excited from that standpoint. Um, but at the same time, a lot of these niggas is ass. I won't hold you. A lot of these dudes that's trying to be political are ass. I'm not gonna hold you. And I think a lot of people need to step their talent up, and step their game up, step up their production, step up their ideas before they start trying to call like, out. Need that. I'm not gonna say any names. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm I'm not gonna say they gonna have to find out for them damn selves when 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 that when niggas albums start dropping and they start getting you know thumbs downs and shit like that. <laughs> it's not anybody like like I'm if, if if I think your ass I'm gonna say it to your face. So it's not anybody that I'm cool with. Obviously, like I'm not like subbing a friend or anything, but it's just like some some shit that I hear every now and then just because it gets recommended to me and like I'm not feeling it. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and then it's mostly it seems like your problem is mostly because their artistry is bad, and not that their politics are bad.
1: Nah, yeah, definitely not because well, some of their politics are pretty shit, They're like social Dems and liberals, and you know they'll sit here and be like, you know, uh, uh, going out telling us to vote and shit, or uh, they'll <laughs> yeah. sit here they'll sit here and be like, you know, why do the police kill us? Why do this? Stop asking why, nigga. We know, like we know by now. Like, come on. Um, but it's mainly just a talent thing, you know.
0: Weird. Okay. Interesting. I can't. Well, should we mention? Should we mention? <laughs>
2: uh, I mean, depends. Just ask, and then we can cut it down. Who is know. it? Wait,
1: wait, wait. Okay. Can I guess? Can I guess um, who y'all gonna say? Sure. Is it J Cole. No. Huh. Okay, wait. No, no, that was no, a good no. guess, though. So
2: right? I can, I can introduce this. So, I mean, we talked about, like, rappers who have, like, a lot of revolutionary potential before, like, mainstream rappers, okay. and then the rapper that we talked about was Joey Badass, oh. just from, like, All-American Badass, yeah. and how, like...
1: No, he's cooked. I mean, the, <laughs> he's cooked.
2: <the> <laughs> he's he cooked.
1: All his potential is gone. I'm sorry to say. He's cooked. He started getting that movie money, and he, uh, kind of went loco. <laughs>
2: Yeah. yeah we were like looking forward to like 2000 as like his next album that was going to come out and then it didn't come out and then he started going on twitter and saying like
0: literally like you know he's gonna say oh i'm not transphobic but like i was, if you want to be a chair you can be a chair yeah. what the fuck no, is that no that is
1: transphobic call it what it is because it, it trivializes. yeah yeah exactly it, it trivializes yeah. it and it's just like what the fuck yeah like exactly. what's up with you right and you know that you're wrong because if a, if somebody came up to you and said, you know, I, I I don't mind no black people, you know, if you was if you was orange, if you was if you was you know green or blue, I wouldn't care. You'd be cool. You'd look at that nigga sideways. So why do you think it's okay to say that yeah. to transphobes? It's like, come on, um, exactly. But you know, people are gonna be people. The the world as a whole um, is a transphobic, homophobic world. So you know, there's no specific of demographic of people. That's more transphobic or homophobic than the other. Now, I'll sit here and I'll argue white people because they brought that shit forth, of course. But, you know, yeah. in terms of, like, it's, it's not a competition. Everybody, every, you know, everybody has some shit to unlearn. So,
2: yeah, of course. And then would you say there's any, like, revolutionary potential in any of, like, mainstream rappers now?
1: Um, I think Kendrick has the most, Uh, just based off Mr. Morale. I love that album. I don't mm-hmm. know if y'all have seen me tweet about it. Um, I think it's a very important album. All of his albums are pretty important, but I think this is a really important album. Um, I think if he talks to the right folks, um, he could, he could, you know, figure it out.
2: Mm-hmm. I, 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 I listened to you talk about it on the Empty Opinions. Oh yeah, shout out okay. Ladio.
1: Shout out to homie.
0: Didn't you say that it was his Chappelle album?
1: No, I, I, did I say that? I did. Did I say that? I think I said that. I might you have said it that. or I might
0: have retweeted
1: somebody that said it. Either way, I said it. Okay. But um, I changed my mind. <laughs> I reacted. I won't lie. Okay. I reacted. <laughs> okay.
0: Because when I when you said that, I was like, man, should I second guess? No, <laughs> no. Nah, nah, I definitely.
1: Album? I definitely. Yeah, I reacted. That's that's my fault.
2: <laughs> uh, that was most people, I think. On yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. He, like... Him talking about cancel culture, I was like, "Why, why are you talking about this?" Yeah. I, I guess whatever. But looking over that, like, it's it's a pretty solid album. Yeah. Um, other than like, well, the discussion around that one song, um, I feel like uh, the album is like really solid. Yeah. Um, yeah. How do you feel about? Um, Music reviewers. Um, I don't really have beef against them. I think people
1: put too much emphasis on what music reviewers say. Um, i honestly, but it's warranted because you look at somebody like a Fantano, um, or a Sean C or Dead End Hip Hop. Um, they have influence. You know, you know, if they say something is good, people are gonna want to check it out. If they say something is bad, people are gonna be like, "Oh, I don't want to check this out." I mean, that's the purpose of reviewers. Um, so I understand it's kind of damning when you put your heart and soul into a project and, you know, they half-ass listen to it or misunderstand the point and then they're, they're rejecting people from it and you're like, fuck, like, it's really fucked me up. But at the same time, it's like, you can't expect everybody to get it. You know, why would I expect, you know, this white dude from Connecticut to really understand what I'm talking about or understand a certain yeah. sound or understand a certain... I mean, we do it ourselves, personally. When I got introduced to, like, a lot of um house music, dance music, because, you know, I got homies in Chicago now. You know, I'm like, what the fuck is this? But, you know, I like it now because yeah. I, I see it for what it is. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Same thing with, like, music in a different language. You know, we automatically, like, turn this shit yeah. off, but when we sit there and we're like, we see it for what it is, you know, we, it grows on us for the most part if people are open yeah. to that. Um, I appreciate most music reviewers, most of these music reviewers have shown an openness to change their mind and to gather an understanding for something. So I appreciate that. Um, and it is annoying that a lot of shit sometimes goes over their head and it fucks people over. Yes,
0: but the game is the game. Like, you can't be mad. Do you think um, their fan bases is what makes it kind of Annoying. Yeah, but fan
1: bases are going to, I mean, yeah. we we live in a cult of celebrity country, yeah. you know, no matter, to the point where people are shooting up schools for a fucking photo op, you know what I'm saying? Um, not yeah. specifically for a photo op, but you know, that's part of it, you know what I mean? People, you know, we, they worship killers, they worship murderers, you know, so of course they're going to worship music reviewers and worship movie reviewers, like, that's just what it is. People, were. it's a country full of followers. You know what I'm saying? So. Mm Yeah. Any fan base is going to be annoying in some form or fashion. Even Mm. (laughs) mine. Yeah.
2: Well, your fan base is like 84% men.
1: Yeah, that pisses me off, man. That's like the complete. (laughs) Tupac has this quote. He's like. If you make music for the bitches, like this is the nineties, obviously, like don't say bitches. If you make music for women,
0: yeah, if yeah. you make
1: music for for you know, then you automatically attract the men because the men are gonna want whatever the women want. You know what I'm saying? So it's like <laughs> So it's like the fact that my fan base is eighty four percent men is like <laughs> I'm not doing what he said. I'm failing you, Pop. Like, damn. <laughs>
0: How do you um uh, you've kind of already said like uh the direction where um political hip-hop revolutionary hip-hop is going but what about hip-hop in general how do you feel that direction like the industry in general um is gonna go man
1: i think i don't see it. i definitely don't see it like collapsing anytime soon in the way that rock did like rock didn't collapse obviously and of course with the internet nothing can truly collapse there's always gonna be i think there's always room for something in the era of the internet there's seven billion people of the world in the world i got twenty thousand people that listen to my shit that's that's nowhere near you know what i'm saying but it's still more yeah, than a lot of folks enough. it's enough to the point that you felt the need to interview you know what i'm saying there's room for everybody yeah. Um. So there's always going to be yeah. room for hip hop, no matter what genre it ends up taking over. Um. But I feel like it's going to be, being that it's a predominantly black art, black owned art. I mean, all arts are all forms of music are predominantly black and black created art. But this one, in a sense, that it connects to. Uh, uh I guess poor black folks, poor, you know, uh, in a way that. It, it it gives industries and governments and feds ways to infiltrate certain black um, communities. Um, mm-hmm. I I feel worried about that. You look at the like the RICO case, the Young Thug RICO case, um, where mm-hmm. folks that literally just because they said YSL in a rap song now they're serving twenty years. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's real fucked up. Um, and you know you 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 get scared. You really get scared. Cause like everything, no matter what you say or do, it can be held against you. Um, or it could be manipulated in a way where now, um, you know, you got trap music, despite the fact that there was a massive crack epidemic, you know, in, in, you know, talk about Reagan and the Contras and so on and so forth. And because of that, that birth, uh, trap music. And because of trap music, that birthed, uh, there's a certain influx of drug usage now amongst the youth because you know of of what that brought forth. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. uh, with great power comes great responsibility. Um, so you get kind of worried um, with where that responsibility lies and where how it ends up being used. Yeah. Freaking you- slime. Oh free king slime, yeah facts. That, that. well I, yeah, free king slime, <laughs> definitely. Free 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 YSL, bro. that shit's disgusting. Feds are weird.
0: Yeah. I guess the final pivot of of this podcast I'd say let's talk about politics. Um how do you feel well, you've kind of already said like how you feel about the state of the world right now. But how do you feel of the current state in this country? Or the so called country.
1: I'm one of those pessimistic ass folks that believe that revolution will never happen in this country. I'm not gonna hold you. Um Really? Yeah, I think we're too far gone to the point you combine cult of celebrity with misinformation, with the fact that there isn't really there really was never a strong communist uh uh, movement in this country in the first place that lasted beyond five years (laughs) so you know it's like um there's not a lot of things that people can turn to you know all of the revolutionaries here they're like well russia did well Mao did well castro did and it's just like those are completely different situations from this crockpot that we have of, of, of cultures in America. You know what I'm saying? Um, I Honestly, I, it's a bit pessimistic. And I think I could be wrong. I'm not going to sit here and say it's 100%, you know, the case. But um, I'm a bit pessimistic for the future of, of, of the revolutionary potential of America. Um, now, of the world, um, I think that's a different story. Um, I think there's a lot of folks doing what they're supposed to be doing. Shout out to the Communist Party of the Philippines you know shout out Cuba you know shout out uh the the revolutionary forces in Yemen shout out uh you know free Palestine all over those places yeah. you know it kind of kind of warms your heart you know what I'm saying it brings a smile to your face yeah. um but just here I don't know
0: <laughs> what do you think about like the, tri- the trajectory of the United States?
1: Um, I think it's near its collapse. Honestly. Mashallah. I think people are reaching a point where they're realizing this, this dangerous point where this existential crisis point where you realize shit is fucked up and you don't know what to do about it. And I think because people don't know what to do about it, they don't know who to turn to, run to, they don't know the, any history or anything to gather from it. They're gonna go and do whatever the fuck they want. They're just gonna react, and because a lot of people are gonna react, it's gonna cause a lot of just poor happenstances to the point where it's just like, all right, you you gotta we gotta go to Africa or something like <laughs> we gotta get out of here. Like, <laughs>
0: mm.
1: um, whoever I don't know who's gonna who's gonna lead the vanguard, who's gonna take the land, who's gonna take America, and you know. Is it going to be the Proud Boys? You know, they're very organized. The alt-right is very organized. Um, The left is what's disorganized here. Um, You know, will we win the the, the cultural and the class and the race war? I don't know. Um, I just know that it's going to happen soon. Um, So, yeah.
0: (laughs) Do you have a timeline of, like, what... When shit's gonna go down, do you predict? <laughs> I wouldn't be like, surprised. That shit's gonna I go wouldn't down? be
1: surprised if shit starts blowing up next presidential election.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I would yeah. not be surprised. Like, this, yeah. the, the Biden one was already a shit show. Like, I don't know. <laughs> so, I don't know, man. I don't <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my God. Like, shit is so bad right now. Like, man. And shit was bad when we were young. You know, I'm pretty, y'all around the same age as me. I'm 21. Shit was bad when we were young. But now that we're able, old enough to process it, (laughs) it's like, damn, shit is really Uh, bad. Like, (laughs) this shit sucks. Um, There's nowhere to go but up. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely. What would you. What do you think is needed? for like people um, to understand because a question. because obviously um if you know I would say I'd describe like the, if covid happened and um people were like organized throughout the world like like there's like a strong communist movement there probably would have been a revolution yeah. um,
1: um. I mean, the way do you
0: think do you think what is what is needed for that next revolutionary period?
1: um, An armed struggle in the way that you see in Palestine and Yemen and so on and so forth. Um, And, you know, when you say that, people are like, how are you going to go against the United States government? Well, I'm going to put that shit like this. Why the fuck would the U.S. destroy their own infrastructure that they profit from trying to get rid of us? If we if we all hide out in all the fucking banks, they're not gonna sit there and destroy all the fucking banks. That's where their fucking money is at. Like, you know what I'm saying? And not even that. History has shown that when it's a strong communist movement, other communist movements around the world are willing to lend aid to those communist movements. So, it's not like it's just gonna be black folks from all over America versus the United States government. It's gonna be black folks from all over America you know, uh, Support from this country, support from any anti-American, anti-imperialist country somewhere around the world, you know, Cuba, so on and so whatever you want to name. Mm-hmm. Um, you It's just a matter of organizing, politically, politically educating and just doing the work. But, you know, before we get to organizing and politically educating, you have to ensure that folks' needs are met, not in the sense that, you know, you got to pay their rent. But in the sense that you're not gonna get the lumping, you know, proletariat. You're not gonna get them on your side when they got people to feed, a life to live, and they're barely, mm-hmm. you know, they're juggling three jobs. They're not gonna add the extra job of an organizer slash agitator. They, they, it's just impossible. Nobody wants to do that. Um, it is the the way the American brain is wired. Um, it's it's the very opposite of 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 being ready of sparking the revolution we're very docile we're very comfortable we're very um stuck in our convenience a lot of us don't even realize that we benefit from imperialism from siphoning from the third world and so on and so forth you know and when you tell somebody that they're like well you know i'm starving fuck fuck what's going on you know fuck them sanctions you know over there you know what what, what they got against me you know what i mean so it takes a lot of rewiring um but you can't rewire somebody when they're not in a position to be rewired. So, um, this isn't like a, uh, cause mutual aid in and it of itself isn't enough. Of course, mutual aid can be mm-hmm. very apolitical. You know, the fucking government, the Catholic church that's fucking mutual aid. Like, <laughs> So, um, but at the same time, there has to be some sort of connection need, um, uh, some sort of support system uh, um, you know, whether it's Jay-Z finally, he stops gentrifying neighborhoods and he's like, all right, I'm going to start putting my money towards grassroots organizations, you know, and shit like that, you know, pay people's rent for five years at a time um, so they can focus on, you know, organizing because I'm worth a billion dollars. Whether it's that or whether it's us, you know, taking it, you know, taking it and, and figuring things out on our own, carpooling the work like fucking Martin was doing on the Montgomery boycott or some shit like that you know it is is it's, 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 it's going to have to happen but again we're so wired to be individualistic i don't know so mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah this i'd say the million dollar question <laughs> but yeah um i guess to wrap it up um what are your top five revolutionaries? Top
1: five revolutionaries? Easy. Malcolm? That's like obvious. Um, I'll say Malcolm. I'll say. Fuck, this is hard. Hold on, let me go. <laughs> I'll say Du Bois. Uh, WB Du Bois. Um, definitely. Um, Malcolm, Du Bois. Asada. Definitely, Asada of Shakur. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to get the last two from my reading list. Hold on, let me find it. Um, shit, 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 shit. I got so much notes. I got to purge my notes. And then we'll say... I really like Lennon. Lennon be talking that shit. I know it's obvious, but Lennon be talking that shit. And I'll say George Jackson. Of course. Like, obviously George Jackson. That's where the Point. title of the album comes from. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, pisses me off that I keep naming men off the top of my head, but <laughs> I'll, I'll get to a point. I'll expand. Like Marimba Ani, um, kind of, I used to listen to like Marimba Baani fucking, uh, lectures with my girlfriend in city hall after work and shit. Like, you know, they're there. It's there. It just, it never comes off the top of my head when I'm asked. I got to be do better. <laughs> mm-hmm
0: sure well i guess just to wrap things up um do you have any final thoughts about do you have anything that you want to plug in say before we wrap this up
1: um there'd be no super slave july 16th 2022 album listening party in philly july 15th 2022 so long as i have the money (laughs) Um <laughs> uh be on the lookout. I did a lot of features this year, so be on the lookout for that. Um if you know niggas that can book me for shows, book me for shows. I'm trying to travel. Uh shout out to y'all for having me on here. Uh
0: for sure. Thank you for being
1: here. Um, yeah, that's it.
0: For real sure. Sweet. Do you have any final
1: thoughts?
2: Uh,
0: no i think that's good well thank you for being here again just to plug in the podcast de Su, we have a community garden that we always mention uh for the listeners if you're based here in phoenix, in phoenix uh uh we have the Vilma being community garden we hold meets every saturday at five thirty. um Hit us up on Instagram to find out more info. Um, you can find uh, follow us at Mecha ASU to find more info about us. Uh, if you're interested, just hit us up. If you're interested in joining Mecha, hit us up. Um, if you want to stay updated with our podcast? Uh, follow us at THW Pod on Instagram. And that's all, everybody. The struggle continues. Vincenemos. Ramos.
1: Ramos. The most
0: disrespected person
3: in America is the black woman. Nobody's scheme, there's a whole lot of hate on this little old street and my B won't let me breathe. Every time I go out, he think I cheat and I fight back, we shout, we scream and it won't stop till someone bleeds, that's one shot to the head, two shots to the head, three shots to the head, four shots to the head. Couple hours later, we feeling concussive, what hospital? No, we can't afford the repercussions, got the car no R-hole from the e though. bills, bills, bills like the words on the walls roll. so we hop in the van to the liquor joint they planted, then we start sipping so we can numb the damage, that's one shot to the head, two shots to the head, three shots to the head, four shots to the head, too drunk to remember the moment, till my phone goes off Why he calling you at three in the morning I ain't fucking with no nigga, but these niggas be stuck, can't never stay friends, cause they keep trying to fuck but of course the man I'm with, trying to go get the belt, you don't wanna fight a man because he fighting himself He ain't grounding as a man, so he trying to ground me He been tossing me around since my 13 That's two violent years Give a fuck about my fear, get the flick, I'ma end this bullshit right here That's one shot to the head, two shots to the head, three shots to the head, four shots to the head Before I knew it, lights in front of my crib I'm scrambling, damn they forgot about the kid And the pigs bust through like Ray Lou And they knew this was just another story told inside the gang We drive down the block, put my name in the stock Then pushed me and told me to smile for the shots That's one shot to the head, two shots to the head